You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Hi everybody, it's me, Joe Thrashenkill You're listening to another thrilling episode of the Toilet of Hell Radio Show Got a full house today First up, we got the good and golden boy The internet's sweetheart You know him, you love him I'm talking, of course, about 365 days of horror, or as we like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And hey, we got Bruno here. Bruno, how you doing? Oh, okay. <laughs> Were you expecting something uh, more extravagant there? I guess I shouldn't have, should I? <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta put in the work to get the uh, the flowery introductions on this show. You fucking hear this? You hear this shit? <laughs> Uh, fellas, uh, we've got a lot of things to cover this week, but before we get into all that, how are y'all doing? I'm tired. I don't know. <laughs> why, I just, why are you tie tie? Because I, I worked six days this week and it's, I don't, you know, it's fucking, it's like, like don't, aren't, aren't 40 hours enough, like five days, five fucking days of my week, I promise to this corporation and 40 hours and it's like no you need to work 50 you need to work 56 you need to work six days you need it's like you need to give our your heart and soul to the glorious honorable leader of the corporation uh are you getting overtime on that of course i am <laughs> more money than god man i'm gonna buy a fucking i'm gonna buy something stupid with it but it's like you how, know how about like a house no <laughs> uh uh-uh. Nah, that shit's too problematic. Agreed. Uh, Jordan, anything going on with you this week? Nah, nothing. What say uh, we get into some of the uh, the top stories of uh, of the week? Uh, I've got a pretty uh, scintillating one here that I opened up last week. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to get to, uh, but I think we all probably need to learn about it. <clears throat> Tool frontman Manu James Keenan to <laughs> host an introduction to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu next month. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so, I will not be signing up for that class. This is great. It, because as far as I can tell, this is just some fucking uh, strip mall uh, BJJ place in a uh, Arizona suburb uh, where you can go spend, uh, I guess, an hour and a half uh, rolling around with uh, a, a slimy little penis-shaped man. <laughs> <laughs> What 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 particularly about him makes him penis shaped? Are you I, you're not seeing the photo that I'm seeing? Him. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. For legs, he does have testicles. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's apparently been doing uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for uh, a number of years now. Uh, it says here in this article during an appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, Maynard explained what attracted him to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and why he keeps training with it. <clears throat> Quote. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It's the hardest. It's it's the most... I'm getting snowflakey weepy. It's not something that you are handed. You have to do the work to get it. And I had so many injuries over the years. And so much distance from this thing. And I'm such a stubborn prick that I have... I'm starting the thing. I'm going to finish the thing. So that's where I'm at with jujitsu. It's just something you can't be handed. All right. Wow. Yeah. So, um, it's $200, uh, and includes a t-shirt if you want to go. <laughs> $200 for what? Like a, a session or? 
Yeah, for this like instruction session where you uh, you see the guy from Tool, you know, try a, a reverse naked chokehold or some shit like for that. One session. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like I got, I have like UFC rejects in my area. I could just go pay two hundred dollars oh, to for yeah. like a fucking year. This country is rotten with people that have you know completely burned out of uh, the fighting combat sports uh, you know pipeline. Uh, who are set up in a strip mall near you who will give you a dodgy education for a much smaller amount of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like any one of these given guys uh, thinks they're a fucking lethal weapon, but it's like, dude, any, any like, untrained street fight swing into your head and you're going to be fucking, uh, like, comatose, oh, wondering yeah. why you paid Sensei Jack. So much fucking money. Yeah, Sensei Jeff like uh, is not gonna be there to like tube feed you and teach you how to walk again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this it's it's I think it's just another sign of the degeneration of this country where it used to be. <laughs> is that the degeneration? I'm I'm working on something here. Okay. <laughs> you're like in, you're you're angrily in front of your television, just like you know what? This is the moral degradation of the country right here. Let me cook here, okay? Okay. It's a mo- right. it's a moral degradation of the country where this place, no matter where you are, if you're in a suburb, if you're in a city, if you're in a small town, you have some fucking uh, hard right wing dojo near you where they'll teach you how to like kill a man uh, if you ever can like maybe get him in this exact position and like he's not stronger than you and maybe it's like you kind of catch him off guard or whatever. It's stupid. Uh, whereas previously the country was just rotten with karate dojos filled with children who thought that they would learn how to launch a fireball with their hands and then you know quit angrily when they realized that was never going to happen. Mm-mm, no. It was a much more innocent time, and I think that we need to go back to those days. This, this, what we got right here, horseshit. I hate it. Taekwondo was the big one, was it? From the nineties, I I felt like I feel like Taekwondo was 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 what was, was like the big, um, like playground after school kind of shit. That yeah. was where you got the white gi on and you, you know, that's, I, uh, that's the kicky one, right? Yeah, I uh. My my shitty rural nowhere town uh, had a uh, strip mall dojo for like, a, I don't know, two weeks, I think. And uh, I showed up to the first lesson that was free and made that connection like, ah, I am not going to be doing any Mortal Kombat shit here, so I am never going back to this. <laughs> no. I was um I was a fat loser from the entrance, okay? So my, my dad uh, continuously did things all of my life to try to force me to not be a fat kid and... You know, so so there was many a martial arts in my uh, in, in in my prime time. I I don't uh, I, I don't think I could really um, use that to defend myself. Like I don't think that that is what's going to really get me to win any given street fight I'm in. Probably what it is is just the rage and childhood trauma I have that is going to get you fucking cooked if 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 it comes to that. But um, nope, I I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's that that useful. I just don't understand why why things like uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are so popular in this country, uh, given that the barrier to own and carry a firearm is non-existent. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you're teaching a six-year-old discipline so much as you are teaching them how to break the kid's nose at recess. Correct. <laughs> it's just really all it is. Uh, Jordan, have you ever done a martial art? No, I've done a real sport. <laughs> Get in their fucking asses, dude. Yo. Um, 
Love that. I played football. I played football. What did you play, Joe? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to get made fun of if I say this. Uh, I was a semi-competitive tennis player when I was a kid. Tennis? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I was really... I was like 120 pounds until I was like 25. And uh, like uh, the... The town I grew up in is a big football school, like Friday Night Lights shit. So I was like, well, I'm going to die if I try this. <laughs> this is the Toxic Boys podcast. Tennis is fine, man. I um, played, I, I'll, I'll try you on Wii someday. Yeah, there we go. We'll see how we do. Um, no, and uh, the thing is, like, uh, you know, uh, if you, if you want to get ranked in the state or whatever, you have to do these tournaments on your own time out of school. And then inevitably you get uh, matched up against somebody who is homeschooled specifically th- so they could spend all of their time playing tennis. It's like, ah, well, I'm fucked here. <laughs> <laughs> bigger fish, man. Bigger fish. Well, I'm, I'm happy for Maynard James Keenan that he's uh, finally fulfilling his like lifelong dream um, and opening a jujitsu dojo. Yeah, or whatever it is here, I, I forgot completely. Uh, but that's that's Bra- not Brazilian jiu-jitsu that's dojo. It. That's it. Uh, they're but, different. They're 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 different. But that's not really like uh, what we were even intending to talk about this week. Uh, there there are a number of pressing issues that we got to get into. Jordan, uh, you did again. Uh, I would say for maybe the four hundred and sixteenth week in a row, most of the work here. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, we could start with the two funniest stories of the week. We could talk about Phil, or we could talk about Phil. Hmm. Which which Phil would you like to fill in the people about? Well, you fill in the cracks on this one. I want to I want to see where you take this. <laughs> well, speaking of cracks, uh, two Pantera shows have been canceled: one in Germany and one in Austria. Uh, basically, surrounding uh, both of these shows are like pointing towards Phil Anselmo's oh, Zig Heiling white wine incident from a few years ago at, what was it, Dime Bash with yeah. Dave Grohl and Jose Mang and a couple other people. <laughs> Dave, who it, it's so funny. Yeah. Dave Grohl is completely memory hold from being right there next to him. <laughs> so is Mangan, man. Um, and uh, by the way, I, I think that it was actually the German concert. They said that uh, Pantera is being replaced by Foo Fighters. So there you go. Fucking Dave Grohl strikes oh, again. <laughs> Another win for Dave Grohl. And, uh, you know, as other people who are much more into heavy metal and heavy metal history and knowledge point out that it wasn't just that one incident. It was literally decades of things with Phil Anselmo doing pretty much the same thing, whether it's... Uh, Doing big ups to the white race, yep. uh, doing Zig Heiling, doing little Hitler mustaches. It's a whole deal. Not a big fan but, of, uh, say, uh, rap music or uh, the people that make uh, rap music, to, 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 to borrow what he, he was saying on stage. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, glad that, uh, I'm glad that that's actually happened. It's surprising to me. I thought that they were going to get away with this cash grab unscathed. Well, leave it up to the Germans. Uh, Barracuda Music and Mind Over Matter Music did not offer an explanation for the cancellation, but the majority of fans commenting on the promoter's Facebook page assumed that the move was made for the same reason Pantera's appearances at Rock AM Ring and Rock, I assume it's IM, but Rock Im Ring uh, Park Festivals in Germany were canceled earlier this week. So there you go. And uh, this is also pointed out that Rock AM Ring it takes place in Nuremberg. Yep. 
where Hitler supporters held a series of mass Nazi party rallies between 1933 and 1938. So, hey, a little bit of shame goes a long way, at least in this situation. Well, I mean, Nuremberg also notable for uh, where those guys got theirs. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we, uh, we did an episode maybe last year uh, where we read Rex Brown's book, uh, and there was a notable detail in there that I don't think got picked up anywhere else that uh, Rex said uh, when they would perform live, uh, their manager would make sure that they took the tapes from the boards to make sure nobody was going home uh, with professionally recorded soundboard uh, clips of the shit that uh, Phil and Selma was saying on stage on any given night. So uh, we really have no idea the depth of the gross shit he had said during the band's heyday. Uh, uh, on any given night. So I'm just saying uh, this was deserved, richly deserved. <laughs> and this had a little bit of, of backing to it from the German Green Party. Uh, they had spoken to like the Nuremberg City Council, saying that Anselmo, quote, repeatedly and deliberately made Nazi gestures and yelled racist slogans. And Rico Lorenz, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, the spokesman for the Greens Against Racism and right-wing extremism, added that the former Nazi party premises were being deliberately misused for the staging and reproduction of racist and inhuman ideology. We are relieved about the organizer's decision not to offer the band Pantera stage. Their singer Phil Anselmo has repeatedly attracted attention with anti-Semitic and racist incidents. That uh, is written on their website. I don't know anything about the Green Party, so don't get on us if they've done horrible things. We do not know. I think these are the guys um, that uh, make sure that uh, Germany doesn't use nuclear power and instead relies on like old growth forest coal. <laughs> see, it's one of those things where like our names in the U.S. for our like political affiliations don't always match up with uh, European ones. So it's kind of like, oh, it's the uh swedish democratic party oh that doesn't sound bad oh oh god what are they saying there <laughs> um yeah it's probably fine it's probably it, it, at the very least in this case they've got it right <laughs> they've, they've got this dead to rights i think that i i'd kind of just had done my best to tune this out because i know that uh pantera is going to spend the next uh, like eight years uh, playing sold out shows at every venue across the United States. And I was kind of like resigned to just gritting my teeth through it. Uh, so the very least, uh, they're limited to one market. Well, two markets now uh, that they can't uh, they can't play at. And I think I think that's a good start. Yeah, it's it won't put a dent in any of their pockets, but it's a good little reminder from something that happened not very long ago in the scheme of things. Um, and like you said, they. They are going to be touring a lot. They just announced a North American tour. And did you see who's opening for them? No. Who who they got? Lamb of God. Oh, wait, Jesus. Like, that's like Elvis going out with an Elvis impersonator opening for him. <laughs> when I read the news, it's like you took all the bones out of my body and I just slumped over. It was like, <laughs> uh, of course, Lamb of God. About time someone gave those kids a chance. Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, it's, are, are we still... I, I was reading something recently that uh, it was uh, Dave Elveson performing with uh, Randy Blythe uh, and Dave Elveson pointing to uh, the band specifically, the two bands specifically, uh, Pantera and Lamb of God 
uh, carrying on, you know, the new school form of metal that we originated in the 80s. It's like, God damn, like, I'm looking at this pick of Randy. He's like 65 years old. <laughs> These guys yeah, are... It- they did it on some cruise that wasn't the 70,000 tons of metal cruise. Yes. And, you know, we talk about people just kind of being frozen in their states of whatever metal knowledge and stuff like that. Like, Lamb of God really has been plateaued in their <laughs> ascension of heavy metal fandom for 15 years now. Yep. yep. Like, their their heyday was the mid to late 2000s. You had your As the Palaces burn, the one after that, and then they got signed to a major label, and it's they've been Slayer's opening band. Yep, yeah. they've been Megadeth's opening band. Yep. They're being Pantera's opening band. Like uh, maybe they could at least try to bring up an actual new band. Like nope. granted, I'm not going to go to the show one way or the other, but it would be nice for I don't know some young kids to get a chance to play in front of sold out crowds, or maybe a band that Pantera came up with that really hasn't been doing a lot and they get a chance to play in front of a lot of people again, not the national touring opening band for bands that have been around for 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Like the, the band lamb of God in a major label sense, as far as like I've known about them, I would just count past the year 2000 to know like how, how old heads they are. Like they've been around for quite a while. Um, And like Randy Blythe, especially like he had been, He's older than most because he had been uh, pretty active in like Sam Black Church and shit for ten years prior to Lamb of God, so he's he is an elder elder statements. He looks like yeah. he's about the same age as fucking Dave Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> he caught up with him. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like with this one, we're complaining that the food sucks and the portions are too small. <laughs> <laughs> Not going. Yeah, I got I, I, RSVPing no. <laughs> Not interested. Um, but I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I'm alone in that. Jordan, are you going to go? <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't go if it was free. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm with you on that one. Uh, well, uh, I- I'm still, still very curious about uh, all of the stadium shows that uh, they're going to be doing, uh, sliding off with Five Finger Death Punch to open up for Pantera. Uh, I, I think that those are going to be massive disasters across the country in line with like Kenny Chesney concerts and that uh, more, you know, white people get getting thrown in the drunk tank per capita than, than the jails can allow. <laughs> if you want a free handgun, go to one of these shows and just mill about in the parking lot and wait for everyone to go in and just start breaking windows. Jesus. That, yeah, just... Boy, that's a great, that's a really good call, dude. <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't get it. I feel like, I feel like if you're like a real true rowdy Pantera fan, whatever credit I can give to that kind of individual, I don't think you should want to go to this show. I don't, I just, it's just such a, without Dimebag, like, what do you got? Without uh, Vinnie Paul, is like, what do you got? Like, what's there, really? No, I mean, I, I think that. I don't know. We've actually talked about this portion of it. Uh, we talked about, you know, the other ethical implications of this, of course. But uh, the other ethical implication of this is that this is a shitty cash grab. <laughs> like this is. Yeah, this is not this is not worth a damn. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm pretty vocal that I think, uh, you know, Cemetery Gates is a perfect song and that uh, it, they can't even play this shit on their tour. Like uh, Phil's voice is so fucking gone. So what is the point of any of this? What are we doing here other than making a little bit of money from the 
like you said, they're, they're rowdy, false Pantera fans. Yeah, dude, I can't even like I haven't even watched a live performance like in a just out of curiosity to see like, oh, how well would they do with half the band and these other guys from other bands with established tones and sounds of their own? Like, how could they do? I'm not even curious. I well, don't care. Jordan did. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you see, Jordan? What did I see for what? Uh, watching the uh, you watched a clip of a live performance from Pantera recently, right? No, I didn't. Oh, shit. Who was it? Kit. Kit did. That's right. Yeah, he said that the, he told me that uh, how they handled the uh, Cemetery Gates thing was uh, they played it on the soundboard. They didn't even pretend to play it live. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so there you go. How do you get what you pay for? Yep. For a fan's perspective, the only reason to go to this would be they were your favorite band and you haven't seen them in 30 years and this is your one concert a year or you're you were too young to see them. And this is your one chance to see them in any sort of form. Beyond that, meh. Yeah. It's like you either got to be a huge Phil Anselmo fan or an even bigger um, Rex Brown fan. Everybody loves Rex Brown. Yeah. You can't get enough of them. Uh, well, that's all well and good. Uh, I think that we had a nice time uh, just maybe a week or two ago talking about another embarrassing Phil. Uh, and there is, boy, what, a, what an update on this one. Uh, Fill me in. <laughs> Jordan, I think you were the, the first one to see this, uh, followed by uh, four or five people DMing me immediately. <laughs> Isn't it good that we're at the point in this show where people will see something stupid and they go, I got to tell the guys, I got to tell them, I need to hear them talk about it. And I appreciate it, you know, like uh, I, I like when people are like, Joe, you need to stay abreast of what this dipshit is doing right now. <laughs> And oftentimes it's like, yep, we're on it. We got it. But uh, I mean, for this was particularly funny and particularly online, specifically Twitter. And uh, our good friend Filibanti is back, back in the news. What if I pay nothing to the police or fire crew? No more social security. No more public school. Like, this is so... I, I know that we say... I say that 12 times a show that something is so stupid, but this one is so stupid that I'm having a hard time, like, even beginning here. Jordan, and isn't that what we do? Like... It is. Like, this is our job, and I feel like... It, you should have sent... Have we a, trained for years for this? You should have sent a poet. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, can you give us... Can you give us the broad view? So in a completely self-inflicted, gaping, bleeding wound, Filibanti went onto Twitter a few days ago and tweeted out a picture of a young woman, 23 years old, and I point that out because Filibanti's almost 50. It's a screenshot of him connecting, or I think the term is super liking, yes. on Tinder, a picture of Cat Abu who works for Media Matters. Now, for those who don't know, Media Matters is a democratic organization that media monitors uh, right-wing radio shows, television, Fox News, 
So for like 15 years, every time like there's an especially like heinous clip of uh, say Tucker Carlson or Mark mm-hmm. Levin or any of these fucking freaks uh, saying something just ungodly hateful, uh, like there's a pretty good chance it was clipped by the people that run Media Matters and then circulated that way. So you can be aware of like what these insane fuckers are doing, you know? Right. It's not a promotion. It's a look at this. Please look at this. This is what they're saying. This is bad. Yeah. And uh, Kat is someone who specifically works the Tucker Carlson beat, which, God bless her, that's got to be really difficult sometimes. And apparently Phil moved from his hole in New Hampshire to somewhere in the Maryland, D.C. general area. And other people have pointed out he cast a wide net um, just based on the mileage. Well, yeah, because this this image he took, this screenshot he took from uh, Tender says that this this woman that he hit the super like on, which, by the way, uh, you have to, I think, pay for Tinder and you get a <laughs> limited likes, n- li- limited number of these because uh, it lets the person know for sure, for sure, that they saw you and they liked you, uh, which is super desperate. Uh, 65 miles away. Now, when I was, say, like 20 and super desperate, I probably would have made uh, made an hour-long drive to uh, to meet up with a girl, but uh, I am 35 now. The thought of that is repellent to me now. <laughs> no, right. We, 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 at this point in our lives, we feel like either we pull from our own zip code or it ain't happening. I mean, you know, also, like, I'm married or whatever, but... <laughs> right, we're all, we're all in long-term relationships. Yeah. Let's say, let's say um, like, our buddy here we get fucking divorced hilariously yeah your wife leaves you uh right yeah in a spectacular fashion she takes half she's had enough you spend um, literally a decade just spinning <laughs> like yeah. just completely unable to find any ground to stand on and here you are almost 50 years old uh leaving uh your libertarian hellhole because i guess you're finally tired of being so fucking alone <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, it's just one of those things where I'd say once you're in your 30s, um, like a lot of the shit doesn't matter when it comes to picking up who you pick up. You know, if, if we're all post-divorce, you know, the options kind of dwindle from there. You can't be you, you can't go back to the old dating days of just picking up 20 something year old girls like you were in your prime. <laughs> can't yeah, do it. Prime is, of course, you know. Is a general thing. Uh, when I, I say prime, I mean when you were twenty something, right? Uh, I also recall uh, a few years ago when I got into it with Phil. He said that he had, I think, over two decades' experience being an alpha. Is what he told me, uh, which has stuck in my head ever since. So, real alpha behavior is super liking a woman less than half your age who will ne- seventy miles who, who wouldn't fucking like piss on you if you were on fire. Uh, who's who's also uh, more than an, uh, an hour's drive away from you? That's that's alpha. That's true alpha way of the warrior shit. <laughs> and if she if she put in height preferences, oh, he's fucked. We're out of here, dude. <laughs> dude. He should just get off Tinder. Like, really? What, what are the odds that uh, Phil Bonte's Tinder uh, profile pic is him like shirtless holding a fish? <laughs> <laughs> If anyone is in the D.C. area and is on Tinder, find it and send us his picture. Please. Yeah. Please. Uh, start start looking for the poor, lonely boys under six feet Yep. and uh, and see where you find them. You will need to change your age preferences to old as fuck. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> age preferences, height preferences, 
political yes. preferences. Yeah. Um, you really just have to open the doors all the way to even see this guy. Hair preferences. <laughs> Race preferences. <laughs> we, got, we got a few things that you got to work on here. So, yeah. All right. So we, we've, we've moved around it a bit. He took this screenshot, right? And he posted it to Twitter. What was he saying here, Jordan? He says, I haven't even gotten the key to my apartment yet, and Tinder is already trying to hook me up with the Media Matters Tucker Carlson explainer girl. Hmm. And if you've ever had a question of, like, what is toxic masculinity, just find this tweet and read the comment section. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, all of these shitheads uh, with their mirrored sunglasses sitting behind their steering wheel, <laughs> like, as their profile pic. Just the shittiest goatees you've ever seen in your fucking life. <laughs> And of course, since Twitter is public and he has a blue check mark, eventually it made its way back to Cat, who also has a blue check mark, and says, I'm dying at this thread. Oh my God. Welcome to the DMV, Phil. So I, I, I love the way that uh, Phil, uh, again, uh, he edited the original tweet to make it seem less desperate than it was, but it's already pretty fucking desperate. He's like, Tinder is trying to hook me up with the Media Matters girl. Let's be clear here Tinder is not doing anything. Tinder is an algorithm. You are st- fucking burning your phone battery down to the core, <laughs> like swiping through, trying to s- maybe against all hopes and wishes getting laid, and it's just not happening. <laughs> and later on, he tweeted, oh, yeah, I'm not trying to be a medium matters hit piece. I did send her a message. Yo, Tinder is fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sure. a killer that, that's why we send messages on dating sites. Yeah. yeah. That's what is I'm I'm not familiar with the uh, the pickup artist shit. Like what is that? An opening gambit? <laughs> you got to cover your site like, 3 while you're peacocking. <laughs> I just um like this guy for for what it's worth, like he was a a frontman of a wildly successful metal band for so many like I would say decades at this point, kind of the same thing we're talking about a lamb of God. They were coming up around that same time. Um, he needs Tinder. Really? Well, I mean, you see, he just moved to a complete, he moved to a completely different area because he now works for Tim pool. Now, is that, is that a fact now? (laughs) Well, is that what's going on in his, uh, profile now on Twitter? Filibanti has at Poolcast, so I would assume it's not just I am a fan. Uh, well, for I, I'm sure that everybody out there that listens to our show anyway is familiar with Tim Pool, uh, but like it, just in case you're not, uh, he's a Cretan uh, who is also uh, terminally bald and uh, thinks that wearing a cap can cover that up, uh, like people can't see right through it. So they, you know, they're birds of a feather in that regard. Uh, and he's most notable for uh, making uh, really fucking asinine YouTube videos uh, in which he pretends that he was a liberal at one point uh, and just recycles uh, completely bottom-of-the-barrel toxic right-wing horseshit. Uh, he and he put out a song on his own. He did. Uh, he is... He's one of those people who can't be happy with the success, you know? It's another, another case of... Uh, how all the major right-wing personalities uh, were, you know, failed artists, failed comedians, failed musicians, failed actors. Uh, he's a failed musician, and uh, well, why don't we listen to a little bit of clip of this, and you can you can understand why. Push out 
shadows in the current enterprise of institutions made to control your lives. We're inside reading, concocting all the lies that we use to control your mind. So, of course, uh, between uh, that and uh, I'm sure working with uh, Phil Labonte, they're going to create a uh, diamond-selling, uh, you know, uh, power power metal song, right? <laughs> Dude, it's going to be Sons of Liberty all over again. It is. It is. Like times a million. Um, going streams. back, going back a couple of weeks uh, on Media Matters, I'm on their uh, website now. Phil Labonte was on Tim Pool's show, one of his podcasts. And they were talking specifically about how to acquire guns without attracting attention from authorities. I mean, like, okay. I got to stress this again. You live in America. It's really fucking easy. You you, you buy a gun and it's fine. <laughs> it's really tough to it's tough to trip over your dick doing that. Dude, it's like part of the problem. Uh, that like, you could go into any fucking Walmart in a lot of these states and just be a person and buy any of these. Uh, I... I the laws vary from state to state, but I mean, I've walked into a place and walked out with a handgun with like, I think I signed my name on an electronic pad and like three seconds later, they're like, you're good to go. <laughs> so, uh, again, how many guns do you need? Like at some point, like you're not actually going to do anything with those. You're just stockpiling because you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Brazilian jujitsu thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, Again, all of these things are totally unnecessary. It's just like cowboy fantasy of self-defense. Now, the last um, time I saw Tim Pool in the news, it was because he had Nick Fuentes on a show. Uh, are you familiar with Nick Fuentes? The Nazi the that had dinner with Kanye West and yeah. uh, Donald Trump a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy's been a, a, you know, a little wiener for years, but he's really having his moment right now, I guess. Again, just... Very upfront uh, racist, very upfront anti-Semitic dude. Like uh, he, d- he ha- he's always surrounded by bodyguards, which is a shame. <laughs> just, just lots of sad, small, angry wieners in this segment of the population. It is, yeah. Like uh, th- all of these people strike me as desperately miserable. Like Philibonti. Miserable man, absolutely fucking wretched. Uh, Tim Pool, uh, same deal, the, the exact same vibes as Filibonte. And then uh, Nick Fuentes, like, he will never touch a boob in his life. <laughs> That's just how it's gonna go. Uh, it's almost like you, you feel bad for them. Because, no, I don't. You know, I hope they, that they all fucking self immolate. <laughs> they have, you know, they had so many chances in life to not get it wrong, but they just, every day they just wake up, they brush their teeth. If they do that, they might not. Maybe they just put uh, tobacco in their mouth. I don't know. They brush their they... teeth with like activated charcoal or whatever <laughs> yeah. Alex Jones is selling this week. Yeah. And they just, you know, they, they just go outside and they take a breath of fresh air and decide to do everything wrong for the entire day. Um, it's a calculated decision to, for all of these people to do all of these things. They know. They don't care. It's they want to have media careers, so that's what they're doing. I think you know we should treat anybody that uh, their job is could be described as pundit like fucking lepers in society. <laughs> like you should not be allowed to uh, eat a quiet meal alone. Like you should have shit thrown at you every single day. Oh, I'm a political pundit. Oh, yeah. It's, I have an opinion. Do you want to hear it? 
It's, uh, it's like selling somebody, yeah, my job is to club baby seals to death. Like, cool. <laughs> I think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> there was something that, uh, that happened this week that uh, kind of fits into a beat we covered a few years ago uh, that thankfully has been pretty dry uh, until this happened. Uh, so our bands straight up, or not bands, but artists straight up stealing art from other artists and then selling it to a band. <laughs> Uh, the the news this week uh, came out that uh, Escape the Fate uh, had uh, dropped some new uh, album art that uh, was stolen from, uh, shit, who is it, uh, Dead Letter Circus? Is that who it was, Jordan? Yes. Did you, so let, let's back up a little bit. Uh, Brito, did you look at this at all? Have you have you seen the this album art comparison? Um, Escape the Fate is one of those situations where, like, Obviously, Ronnie Radke was their whole career. Right, right. It just shouldn't have continued to be a thing past that point. And I, when I saw like Ronnie Radke doing that thing with falling in reverse when it first started, I was like, no fucking way. No way is this loser going to climb the charts and do better than his original band. And, and now I you was are so s- fucking wrong. Spitting out your cereal. Just, yeah, yeah. I was wrong as shit. Yeah. No, I didn't see this at all. I didn't even know Escape the Fate was still a thing. Yeah, no, like, that, this is not about Escape the Fate, because who gives a shit, right? But it's it's about it's about just straight-up fucking plagiarism. Just the concept, right? <laughs> right. Of what we're discussing here. The, the, the band doesn't matter. The, not, um, not even a little bit. Um, okay, well, I, I tell you what, just to facilitate this conversation a little bit easier, I am going to paste this in our Skype window, so you can take a look and we can continue okay. our conversation here. I was just gonna... Um... Uh, Jordan, how would you how would you describe the comparison uh, between what Escape the Fate put out and what Dead Letter Circus had done in 2010? Well, you have one sepia-tone picture next to a slightly different sepia-tone picture of... On the right-hand side of the album artwork is what appears to be a man's face. The face has been replaced with uh, the front of a bird cage. Looking into a mirror, inside the mirror, instead of a reflective surface, it is the actual human face that he's looking at. And it's the same thing, with like slight, slight variations including like covering up the eyes with what looks like some white tape, uh, a little slightly different hand placement, but that's really it. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, Wait, are, are you looking at this now, Breno? I'm feeling a little devil's advocate here. Oh, Jesus fucking here, Christ. Man. It's not the same. It's, it's a different guy. Well, it's a different guy, but like it's the same. It's it, the same concept. They're, oh, they're, dead ass same concept. Well, totally. there there are elements of this that, that are the exact same, and then there are other elements where it's clear. Like, let's just Photoshop a different hand here. Yeah, um, you're right. I see it. I see it. <laughs> now. The hand is just the yeah, and that, and like it. that hand that is. That is photoshopped. That was not drawn by anything resembling a human. It was just oh. cut and pasted in there. It's literally like not even a picture of a side profile photo of the guy holding his hand up. Like that's clearly just a cropped hand pasted right fucking there to hold this stick. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what we're seeing here is this is straight swagger jacking. But like backing up a bit. 
this is terribly dream theater-esque art to want to be stealing in the first place. Oh, it, it's so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> to, to explain it to anybody listening, um, you have uh, essentially a man with, instead of a face, he has a birdcage for a face, and he's holding a, a, like a, one of those stick masks, like a masquerade party, kind of like a mask on a stick, and the birdcage man is looking at it, and it's a, it's a face of of what's supposed to be there like he took off the mask to reveal uh the the, the caged animal within so um the artist uh, that did the original one Cameron Gray uh posted uh his original artwork and then this escape the fate artwork side by side and it was like what the fuck dudes uh and uh i it's so fucking obvious that uh the guitarist from Escape the Fate responded like, uh, oops, uh, that your art was only supposed to be used as a reference by our artist. Uh, we didn't realize he would just steal it outright. So uh, they, they, are, they are no longer using that or whatever. But uh, god damn, that is this is one of the worst cases I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very lame. Um, there used to be a Tumblr that was dedicated to yes. uh, album art that was stealing from other people. He, he he's only updated once over the last like five years or so because I think for the most part nothing super super egregious has popped out. Yeah, he kind of like accomplished his mission. Yeah, uh, um, but this what I can say like I feel bad um, for the uh, the original artist here. I feel bad that you got your shit stolen. Um, doesn't make the art good. <laughs> doesn't mean it's like cool. I don't know. It's like it is very dream theater esque, fucking lame. Uh, I, it's worth noting uh, that the Escape the Fate uh, thing, uh, their version of this, it puts their stupid logo uh, all over this uh, with the uh, title "Hate Myself." That would be H eight myself. So, said so he was a hater boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Said see you later, boy. Really fucking just dog shit awful band. <laughs> I I really, really, really want to convey to everybody very hard that replacing letters with numbers is not a thing anymore. Um, it's yeah, really I mean, important that we agree on that. I feel like the guys in Escape the Fate are probably like pushing 40 now. It's like... Hmm. Yeah, they're like as old as us. Yeah. And yeah. then some. They're fucking... I don't, they're, they're 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 typing like they're playing uh, Halo Combat Evolved. Correct. <laughs> I'm gonna pwns. I'm in your base, killing all your dudes. All your dudes. All your dudes. Uh, what do you think? Was this uh, intentional, Jordan? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you unintentionally do this. It's not like uh, the George Harrison uh, case oh, where my like, sweet he- lord. Where he accidentally heard a song and then, like, years later wrote it and it was so close that he ended up losing his court case and been losing a lot of money because of it. This is like, oh, I see this thing. <laughs> I have 20 minutes to get it done. Let me just do a couple of quick blur effects, change a little bit of the color and switch this hand around and we're good to go. I guess my question is, did he think he was going to get away with it? Because we've seen a couple of cases uh, where people have just passed off other pers- uh, another person's art as their own without even like trying to change anything. Uh, it's like, 
would was the plan that just nobody would notice and you would pocket i don't know seventy dollars <laughs> <laughs> i i guess it just comes down to the artist calling it out yeah um like if the if the original artist didn't care i was just like ah whatever we probably wouldn't have made headlines but you know this guy calling it out um you know put them in their place said what it was but uh, yeah I, I thought it was really bizarre that they just assumed they could get away with it especially because in the article i'm reading that the band had approached this exact artist before like saying hey we'd be interested in some album artwork and then instead of actually working with that guy they just paid somebody else to cop his style yeah i would really like to know what the story is behind that uh also we're not given a name of the uh the art jacker here and i would really like to know that i would like to know what else this guy has done uh if 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 it is anybody that has done this before because uh it seems like this could be a rich uh tapestry to work with did they say that they provided the artwork to whoever this unnamed artist is like we want you to do this yeah they said uh yeah you said they said they provided it as a reference so if they are providing as a reference they know what this artwork looks like already yes so isn't it also on them once they got this finished product to realize that it's the same exact thing i you have a really good point there i think you got a real good point there i mean escape the fate has never worried once in their life about being original so i'm sure that doesn't bother them but (laughs) For the rest of us, that's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say it's completely on them. For them to go to this artist and say, here, do exactly this, but just not this. And that that's like if you look at them side by side, um, you can tell that what was photoshopped in place is like different items. Yeah. <laughs> like the guy's face is different, the yep. guy's head is different, hands, ears, the cage is different. But it's so fucking absolutely a direct cop of the original concept. It's it's lined up the same fucking way. Even like the weird flourish of like the, <laughs> the, the little, squares around the yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, the little swirly shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bad. Like I'm gonna say it's bad. I know I was devil advocating for a bit because it's like we've seen situations where people have literally just traced over stuff. Yes. And that's that's not really what this is, but it's so close it might as well be. I, I it's indefensible in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I get that. And but. like, I, I am gonna spend some time uh, this week trying to track down exactly who tried to pass this off as their own, because uh, I feel like that could give us some very necessary content for future episodes. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe one of the boys in Escape the Fate is handier with Photoshop than we realize. It's entirely possible. This is, this is the bassist's finest hour. Yeah, like they're just like throwing trash at him. Like Eric, dog, we're in trouble now. <laughs> um, Damn it, Tyler! <laughs> Way to go, Scott! I wanted to uh, provide a quick update. Uh, on a story that uh, we've been following now for years. Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you saw this or not. This was uh, posted uh, to Blabbermouth earlier this week. Uh, Just a little progress report. Uh, John Schaefer is continuing to cooperate with U.S. Capitol riot investigators. Uh, The next status report is going to be due in March. I can't believe it's a bonehead! The airlines rejected me. I 
I'm a U.S. citizen, paying for a motel hourly. Can't fly home, can't fly home. The FBI is coming for me. No fly zone, no fly zone. Now I can't get out of D.C. I did see that, and I thought, how is this still possible? How is he still cooperating? Lots of people have already been convicted or are currently under trial. What else could he be giving them? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I we did a – I did. I'm going to put that squarely on me, not you guys. I, I did some conspiracy thinking that uh, – you know, being an asset for intelligence agencies is a pretty dangerous line of work uh, for the health of other people primarily. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> We're going to get John Schaefer showing up at the next three uh, percenter militia meeting with a giant Homer Simpson style cowboy hat <laughs> with a big camera in it. Correct. <laughs> um, it's I, I didn't even realize that. Uh, Schaefer was the first uh, January 6th defendant uh, to put in a plea deal. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of helpful context that Blabbermouth provides you. Uh, so thank you for that, guys. What do you think? Uh, what, what can we expect in the uh, the March report? Uh, maybe some weapons caches, maybe some further communications, perhaps maybe even some communications with elected officials that are still somehow elected officials. Who, who do you think he's? Who do you think is his guy? Like, who do you think he's working with? Andy Biggs. That's possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I, I might have. I might be misremembering, but I feel like the guys at the very top of the Oath Keepers or whatever—they've been like fully sentenced now, or am, or am I off there? Uh, I think some of them have. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe some of them have. We'll have to do uh, some some additional uh, research there. Uh, what uh, what else going on, fellas? Anything else that you really want to to get on this episode before we call it? So, do we want to talk about real metal? I know it's fifty what? minutes in, but do we want to talk about actual real metal? No one cares about real metal. I guess right? there's a, I guess there's a first time for everything. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Ghetto Wait. Metal Band Slay Squad is back. Slay Squad. Now, yeah, where, remember where, where is that name familiar from? No, let him think. Let him cook, Jordan. He'll he'll remember. Slay Squad. Slay Squad. Right. Slay think, Squad. Think of Alice Cooper saying that they have an element of comedy in their act when they do not have an element of comedy in their act. Oh yeah, Alice Cooper. Like, huh? Young black children. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> what will they think of next? <laughs> So um, from uh, from those that remember our very best set of episodes, uh, Slay Squad competed on a television show that was set up by Sumerian Records to see if they could win after, a, you know, a grueling sets of auditions against other, you know, equally not as good bands. What, what was the fucking name of this show we watched every episode of? No cover. No cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I didn't, you know, I I, I, I wasn't going to name the show. I didn't remember, but I remembered the concept. And it's just, you know, Slay Squad was on there. Um, they were particularly low quality. Uh, Tosa Nabasi was one of the panel judges and pointed out that uh, y- y- you as a bassist aren't really like a musician. Are you? You're, you're not just playing anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
So they put out a new song, which is good for them. But the bigger news, which is honestly really good for them, they're now the opening act for the Chaos and Carnage tour, which features Dying Fetus, Suicide oh. Silence, Born of Osiris, Aborted, Sanguaguga Gigglebog, and Crown Magnetar. So honestly, good for Slay Squad. I'm happy for that. Uh, I'm I, not going to go to that one either. Yeah, I mean, like there's... We're, I'm I'm one for six, I think, on that one, <laughs> but uh, probably not going to make it. But that is exciting that uh, these guys are actually making something out of their stupid YouTube television thing. Um, I uh, I didn't I honestly didn't think anything would happen for any of these guys except for the uh, the banjo playing band. <laughs> and even then, they haven't done that much. That's true. Um, I. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, have you have you listened to the new song? I listened to a couple of seconds. It's if you listen to the No Cover show, it's kind of more of the same. It's that heavy deathcore type thing, which uh, you know, as an opening band on this show, they may find some new audiences. So it's a good opportunity for them. God, remember when they had the lady like collab with them? She oh, was, like, that reminds me. I, sing along in the keyboard. I was at Planet Fitness the other day when a fucking Bishop Briggs video came on. I was like, she does exist. <laughs> <laughs> she is real. <laughs> she wasn't a fever dream that you came up with. Yeah, she wasn't a horrible manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> Christmas is saved. <laughs> Bishop Briggs is real. <laughs> Just going to my window. Everyone, come around! Bishop Briggs is exists! <laughs> Children singing songs about... And then it turns out it's like some weird Donnie Darko thing and she doesn't really exist. <laughs> I just have a horrific uh, head trauma. <laughs> yeah, life has been very more, very much more Donnie Darko lately in terms of just like the vibe. So um, here's where Bishop Briggs can just transcend reality and you know continue to rear her mediocre face. I'm very happy for uh, Slate Squad as well. Um, yeah. They're like one of those guys that you know shouldn't have a career but has one anyway. God, God bless them. You know, yeah. they could have stopped right after that show, and like I don't think anyone would have like been surprised or uh, too broken up about it. But they've still doing it, and they are now on a tour where people will actually see them. So all good. But before we finish, do we actually really want to talk about one true real metal thing? I guess. I guess it's fine if out of one hour's worth of chat, we cover 30 seconds for real metal. Do you want to run through very quickly the first announced bands for Maryland Death Fest 2024? All right, but we got to keep it quick because you know how I feel about real metal. And keep in mind, this is 2024, so at least a couple of these bands will drop off. A couple of these bands will have visa problems. And a couple of them are, you know, kind of Nazi adjacent, so that's fun. Yeah. Also stoked that this is happening, even when we were told it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just taking a year off, and in that time, another uh, awesome death metal fest in Baltimore is occurring. Yeah, parking lot fest or whatever they decided to call it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love being lied to. It's my favorite. What do you got? Who, who's here? 1349. Mm. Wow. Boring. Yeah. Ahab. Do you okay. like that Ahab? Do you like that? They you want to hear show? more about Ahab? Listen to our previous episode. Yeah, they uh, they did our show. We love that. We love when a band yeah. does our show. <laughs> Always do our show. Apartment two thirteen. Mm. I that's that's a 
shitty horror movie with uh, uh, John Cusack, right? Was no. it 213? No, no, I think it's, it's a different number. It's yeah. like room room something or other. Yeah. Room 69, 420. That's it, yeah. yeah. Epic. Yeah, it's it's not Apartment 26, who I believe I included on this past month's uh, Patreon mixtape, patreon.com slash Toledo Hell. In the, in the D's Nuts Hotel. <laughs> Arch Goat. Ugh. Arch Goat. Yeah. Aura Noir. Hmm? All right. Okay. Avulsed. Okay. So far, these are like a bunch of bands people pretend to like. Yes. Bloodbath. Do you like Bloodbath? That one's not backing down good. on that. Yeah. No, they're fine. It's fine. I think if you have Michael Ackerfeld on it, I'm more interested. Don't and I like over. Paradise Lost, but yeah. yeah. Blue Holocaust. I have mm. no idea who that is. Mm. Death is Blue Holocaust. Like killing cops. That's you that, know. that's kind of badass. Yeah. Brodequin. Brodequin. Yeah. Uh, the, that that band is actually dope. Uh, brutal death metal. Broken Hope? Mm. Don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I, I'd rather see Broken Side, I think. Carpathian Forest. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Cenotaph? Yeah, that, that's dope. I want to see Cenotaph. Coffins? Always there. Why not? <laughs> Let's keep doing that. Death Hammer? Not a fan. So, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know all of these. Uh, or like, it's one of those things where I've like seen a name. It's like, yes, that sounds like a death metal band. Death Hammer, right. death yeah. Hammer is a band that like, I think the, the music is awesome. And the vocalist is one of the most irritating vocalists in the world to me. <laughs> like it's a, <laughs> he has a screech that like is just like drills in my fucking eardrums. Does he have a Cobra commander voice? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that would be sick. If, like, someone really did Cobra Commander as a vocal, that would be sick. We gotta get Ross Sewage to do it. He's the one to do it. He is. Yeah. He is the man. Uh, defleshed? Yeah. Depulsed? Deboned. Extortion? Oh. Oh, shit! <laughs> that's, uh... I didn't even realize that extortion was still around. There's a that's yeah, a, me either. That's an Austra- Are we talking about the Australian uh, like uh, power violence band? I don't know. <laughs> it says oh, their name. What do you want from me? All right. Yeah. Oh, this is just the bar band from St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Fossilization. Okay. Is that even extremely like a <laughs> like a metal concept? It's just being dead for ten thousand years. Gotta be a doom band, right? Yeah. Being dead and your bones are preserved and then put on display for people to look at, that's kind of metal. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Grave. All right. Impure. Don't know that one. The great thing about a lot of these band names is they were already fucking taken. (laughs) Like, all of these names were taken before these guys started making music. All of them. Inhume. (laughs) Except that one. What does that even mean? Internal suffering. Kernugia? Now uh, you're just making yeah, stuff you're, up. You're bullshitting now. Mortuary drape. All right, yeah, that one's sick. Drape? Yeah. You should Necessary listen. death. Funeral <laughs> home curtains. Unnecessary, unnecessary death. Flag on the flag on the play. Unnecessary death. Yeah, Mortuary Drape has the cool logo. Isn't there like bat wings in it and stuff like that? Yeah. I sure hope so. 
Primordial. Blah. Yeah. Blah. They're okay. Blah. They're okay. Blah. They're a little okay. too friendly with the swastikas, right? Yeah, like they're Alan Avril or whatever the vocalist is. Like he's just a full-on fascist. Oh, I'm talking about their music. I don't. I don't know anything about that. I didn't know. I didn't know they did the uh, the bad stuff. So I won't listen to them anymore. And that makes me an idiot on Twitter. Um, Ripper. Also, oh, okay. Ripper's good. Oh, yeah. Is it Tim Ripper Owens? No. Just, no. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Rot. Hmm. All in exclamation. All in a capitalization. It better be business. Yeah, if you if you have it like you know normally punctured, like that, pluralized, it's not good. Yeah, sacrifice. My sacrifice. Again, these names are fucking taken. You guys can't have these. God, if Maryland Death Fest had any real guts, they'd put Creed on this. Absolutely, fucking a. And you know what? People would have a blast. Uh, You'd have big, fat, sweaty metal guys' arms around each other, swing and swing to all their hits. Dude, I can't even imagine how hype the pit would be for higher. <laughs> uh, just skulls getting stomped on. <laughs> I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. The grossest guy ever in a Pikachu costume throwing shit at people. Just yeah. fucking <laughs> the best. stomping this white guy's face. <laughs> Uh, what Severe else? torture. <laughs> okay. Skinless. Always there. Stabbing. That's just that's an stabbing. Yeah. Tankard. All right, that checks out. Uh, they that's probably at least that, that's variety. Yeah, I, I I would see Tankard for sure. I would see Tankard. Tankard's you know it's, it's thrash for beer. Yep. And it, like, uh, there's a lot of death metal bands on this. Like, throw on a power metal band just so people have some relief. So it's something else to look forward to. It's not Maryland Power Fest. It should be. Vomitory. It so should be. Vomi Noir. <laughs> hmm. I mean, maybe it's pronounced Vomi, but Vomi is way funnier. I like that you're classing up Black Vomit. <laughs> Yakko say. Yakov Smirnov? Sure. There's a O oh, with a slash through it and an A.E. schwa going on. So, And finally for this round, Yellow Eyes. Okay. I mean, that's, mm. uh, I saw them once. They were good. I'm, I'm it's a Twitter heard, metal band. That's a Twitter metal band for people. Yeah. I heard some bad things about Yellow Eyes. Really? Yeah. What do you hear? Um, I mean, I can't, can't confirm or deny any of these statements, but I've... I've I've heard from somebody that their guitarist has uh was kind of pushed a girl oh. into doing stuff she didn't want to do. Oh. Okay. Well, uh maybe we need to investigate that further on another episode. Uh No, we don't. <laughs> I just uh it's just one of those things where, you know, it's just one of those ugh. like he's he denied it. It's it's the same same old shit. Gotcha. Uh, well, uh, with that first, uh, string of announcements, uh, any, any one in particular that you really got to see, Jordan? The only way I'm ever going to this is if one of my bands is playing it. That's true, yeah. Uh, I would go if, uh, Maryland Death Fest, uh, reached out to us and gave us, uh, passes. I'm not going to put any effort into getting them myself. <laughs> yeah, if we could do a live yeah. show, like, in the middle of the pit during, I don't know, Tankard or something. Um, yeah, I think we... I mean, that's that's one thing I've always considered is going to Maryland Death Fest because it's kind of like 
the big meeting place for all of the metal internet people that I'm familiar with. Um, but then I see the lineup, but I'm just, I'm like, huh, I'm not really going to go there to see music. Like, I'm going to go there to, like, hang out with people I've, I've never got the chance to hang out with before. Seems like there's probably, like, a better option to hang out with people that you want to hang out with where it's not like, you know, uh, you're drowned out by, like, a Z-grade black metal band. <laughs> kind of kind of not really. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a better chance. Like, in terms of, like, quote-unquote metal Twitter, I think this is probably the biggest meetup yeah. I've seen yeah. in, you know, historically people taking photos of, you know, hanging out with each other, things like that. So I, I might like, I've always kind of thought about going just to meet up with people, but I don't, I don't really care about a lot of these bands, man. And that's like, not enough to go to fucking Maryland. Oh, that's yeah. I, I feel there's a bunch of these bands I would love to see, but not enough to go through all that shit. <laughs> It's like either I drive for hours or I fly at all, and yeah. it's just like, ah, what the what, why? And then like get some CD motel for three days. Yeah, you're paying like three hundred dollars a night for a motel six. Yeah, I'm just like ironing my fucking battle vest on the shitty thing that flops out of the bathroom. Paying eighteen dollars for a Heineken. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No thanks, guys. I'm sorry. I don't think you'll ever. I don't think you'll ever catch me there. You guys can come hang out um, at my house. You know, I'm always here. <laughs> you got any good shows? I mean, I don't see any reason to go otherwise. Yeah, uh, weak lineup. <laughs> it's just Joe. Oh, oh, Joe will be there. Yeah, <laughs> just like Pass. We can go to a bar and watch some line dancing. <laughs> be a good time. I'm pretty sick actually. I, mean, I get drunk and opening. You have Nathan. That's pretty good. Yeah. People are big fans of yeah. Nathan. That's true. Uh, but I mean, like, everyone's really there to see Franklin. Like, people pretend to be Nathan fans. They, they just want Franklin. Yeah, Franklin's <laughs> the diva. He's the troublemaker. Franklin's the legacy act. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, if you guys want to, like, come hang out with me and my pugs, you know, just let me know. Don't be weird. <laughs> uh, for everybody else out there, you can, uh, if you want to hear more episodes... Uh, give us some money on Patreon, fucking please. Uh, Yo, know, I, I feel like if you submitted um, you and your pugs for like approval to perform, quote unquote, at Maryland Death Fest, you'd probably just get on. You think so? Yeah, like I think they'd probably just be like, all right, for the next 15 minutes, come hang out with Joe and his pugs. And, you know, people would pet the dogs for your 15 minute set and talk to you about the pugs. And, you know, if their eyeballs are OK looking like that, yeah. and then you say, yeah, they are fine, I think. And then that's the end of the set. That sounds like a pretty good time to me. Yeah, I don't. Why not? Um, so, so anyway, you know, I, I'm. I, I guess we should wrap it up uh, as you were trying to do. But uh, yeah, I'll say keep it metal, and I'll let you wrap it up, boys. Uh, well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us for another episode. If you want to hear more, Patreon.com/slash Toilet of Hell. Uh, follow us on Twitter or wherever the fuck. Uh, or you know, uh, let me know if you want to get into the Toilet of Hell Discord. Uh, that's a lots of fun in there. Huge, huge time waste. Uh, so if you want to do that, that's, that's a good thing to do. Uh, Jordan, anything else? Nah, that's it. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time.
are listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.